0: In our last podcast, we explored the importance of early retirement savings for women. Today, we're going to share ways to mitigate the risks that can threaten your savings. The reality is, if you don't consider how your retirement income can be impacted, you may not be able to enjoy the retirement you envision. This is Barb Smith, Director of KeyBank's Key for Women program, welcoming you to another Women Own Wednesday podcast. Joining me today are Gretchen Miller, Senior Client Experience Manager, and Tina Myers, Senior Financial Planner from our key private bank team. Welcome to Women on Wednesday, ladies, and thank you for joining me.
1: Happy to be here, Barb.
0: Thanks for having us. Let's start by exploring each of the risks that can adversely impact your retirement. Tina, where should we start?
2: Well, let's start with an investment risk. Uncertainty abounds us, and we really don't know whether investment returns will meet our expectations. So returns are not linear. So it's important that you look at your retirement plan using different return assumptions. The reality is, you can have positive years with positive returns and down periods with some negative returns. And as we all know, markets can be volatile and unpredictable at times. And so it's important that you factor in realistic assumptions. So our approach to financial planning is to vary the annual returns for the portfolio by using something called Monte Carlo analysis. And when using Monte Carlo, we run a thousand trials of the plan. And what I mean by this is that we run your financial plan a thousand times assuming different market returns in every single trial. And so some of those will be positive and some of those will be negative. And that way, out of those 1,000 trials using different return assumptions, we can see which trials are successful. And successful, I mean, you can fund all of your goals versus the ones where you run out of money and you're not able to fund 100% of your goals. So your probability of, of success will range somewhere between 0 and 99%. You won't see 100% because we can never guarantee that a client will reach all of their goals. That's being unrealistic. The end result is that you're gonna have to take return variability into account and with ongoing monitoring of your plan, you can stay on track. You can even test your plan to see what if the first two years of retirement start off with really bad investment returns. This would cause a retiree to withdraw money from principal because investment gains are minimal. So taking money out of principal will diminish potential returns in the future. So we call this bad timing, or sequence of return risk. And this is when experiencing a market downturn will have the biggest impact on retirement results. So again, knowing whether you can successfully ride out a bad timing or need to make adjustments to your plan now will keep you on track for retirement. The key to a successful retirement portfolio is not to make any drastic changes during market volatility or a downturn. Your planning should have addressed those issues in advance. And once you're in retirement, execute on that plan that you put in place and stay disciplined.
0: So none of us have a crystal ball that can predict our future returns. It certainly would be great if we did. But what I hear you saying is that we need to make sure that we're saving enough under the worst and best case scenarios to be certain you have enough money to meet your retirement goals. Gretchen, is there another risk we need to know about?
1: Yes, definitely. Inflation risk is a big one. You need to consider the impact of inflation on your monthly expenses during retirement. For example, even a low cost of living adjustment rate environment such as a 2% increase on your expenses can have a significant impact on what you have available to spend. A good example that I like to look at is if I have 5,000 in monthly expenses right now. I know that in 15 years that's going to equate to about $6,729 worth of expenses. And in 30 years, that would be about $9,057. So inflation is definitely something that needs to be taken into consideration when planning for retirement. We know expenses inflate. We hope that we are saving for retirement. Our income also increases due to cost of living adjustments. And we do expect some appreciation in the portfolio. But we want to make sure we're taking into consideration inflation whenever we're doing any projections for retirement. Keep in mind, inflation's different expenses inflate at different rates. When we start getting into health care costs and long-term care costs, inflation can have a significant long-term effect on the success of your retirement plan. For example, when we're doing retirement expense projections, we usually plan for a 2.2% inflation. When projecting health care expenses, we plan for a 5% inflation. And for long-term care costs, we plan for 4.5% inflation. Those health care growth expectations are twice the standard cost of living. If you don't plan for inflating expenses, you're not going to have sufficient resources needed to support yourself in retirement.
0: Gretchen, that is very interesting and I really didn't think about inflation that way. You really do need to be mindful of it, whether it's enough for post-retirement spending or to ensure that you have enough to sustain your life that you've planned. Even at the lowest inflation rate, it really adds up with what you just shared at 2%. I can see how it can have a negative impact on someone's plan. Listeners, this is a great place to take a break. We'll be right back.
2: My name's Miriam. One of my biggest goals is to build my credit up. At KeyBank, we believe it's never too early to start thinking about making financial progress. They want to help you get ahead. My credit score really has, in the last few months, jumped sixty points, and I wouldn't have been able to do that without the help of the advisors at KeyBank. Make progress. Come in for your free thirty-minute financial wellness review. Learn more at key.com/progress or your local branch. KeyBank is member FDIC.
0: And we're back with Women Owned Wednesday, and my guests T Nine Gretchen, who are ta- discussing mitigating risks in retirement. Tina, are there some other risks our listeners should know about?
2: Absolutely. Additional risks would have to include um, income taxes and having a tax-diversified portfolio. So, location of assets is also very important. During retirement, it really matters where you withdraw from your account. You can have a tax-free account, you can have a tax-deferred account also, and just depending on whether you're withdrawing your money it's important to understand the implications for your taxes in cashing out some of your retirement funds. So let me go through a couple of examples. So let's start by looking at withdrawals from your taxable investment accounts. So this is funded with post-tax dollars. When you need money from your taxable investment account, you usually have to liquidate an investment to generate the cash that you need. And this, in turn, will generate capital gain, short or long term. Short-term capital gain is taxed at ordinary income tax rates, and long-term capital gain is taxed more favorably at lower capital gains tax rates. So now let's look at withdrawals from retirement accounts. For example, if you have a pension fund payment, those payments would be taxable at the time that you are withdrawing those, 100 percent taxable as ordinary income. If you have an employer-sponsored retirement account that you've been saving into while working, those are tax deferred while they accumulate and on a pre-tax basis you make contributions to those while you're working but then when you retire and you begin to withdraw those funds all that money comes out to you and it's taxed to you at the time of withdrawal usually at ordinary income tax rates as well same with traditional IRA accounts another form of saving for retirement if you don't have an employer sponsored plan similarly you get a tax deduction for contributions while accumulating those funds and depending on your income level generally when you're pulling the money out during retirement those will be taxed at ordinary income and then another bucket source of retirement income would be your Social Security benefits that you receive that are taxable to you so depending on your income level sometimes 85 percent of that would be taxable and sometimes 50 percent may be taxable it just depends on your income level And then the final bucket of income can come from tax-free sources, such as Roth IRAs and health savings accounts. Roth IRAs would be retirement accounts where you put after-tax money in it, and it grows tax-free until you make make withdrawals. Withdrawals from Roth IRAs are tax-free. Health savings accounts are accounts that are used to pay for qualified medical expenses. There are annual limits as to how much you can contribute to these these accounts grow tax-free as well. And when you make withdrawals during retirement to pay for qualified medical expenses, those withdrawals are also tax-free. So you can kind of see the different buckets of retirement income are taxed at different rates and different types of income. So knowing the tax diversification and where to be pulling your money from can help you achieve tax efficiency. So I guess simply stated, Tax diversification is a strategy of placing funds into several different types of accounts with different types of tax treatments to help minimize the taxes that you incur when you make withdrawals during retirement.
0: Ah yes, dreaded taxes. I think everyone remembers their first paycheck and how surprised they were about the amount of taxes taken out. You would think that at retirement you wouldn't have to worry about taxes. But understanding what you need to do today to ensure a good tax strategy for retirement is imperative. So another question I have for you, Tina, is it also important to keep abreast of
2: the changes in tax laws? (laughs) Funny, but absolutely. But funny you should say that because we just had another tax bill at the end of December that completely changed retirement planning itself, the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement or SECURE Act. The last major tax law change prior to that was the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act at the end of 2017, which impacted almost every taxpayer. So absolutely, you definitely have to keep an eye on changing tax law and the impact that it has on your retirement. Gretchen, are there other risks that we need to mitigate?
0: Yes, longevity risk
1: is a big one, in particular for women. We know that if you take a 65-year-old couple there's a 50% chance that one of them will live to 94, and a 25% chance that one of them will live to 96. So it's highly likely that at least one spouse will live well into their 90s. We also know that women typically outlive men by five years and that the average age of a widow in this country, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, is 59. So that's shocking to a lot of us, but this data points to the fact that women are living longer, and it also reflects the fact that as a general society, we are living longer. Living longer means planning for a 30 to 40 year retirement for some people. This is one of the reasons why Social Security is so valuable because it's guaranteed income for life that keeps pace with or tries to keep pace with inflation and it provides for a surviving spouse. Unfortunately, your dependable defined benefit pension plan that many of our parents had and received pension checks for life from are being replaced by defined contribution plans such as 401ks. The investment responsibility is now in the hands of the employee and it's up to the employee to turn those investments into income by the way the reason for those declines in pension plans turns out those pension plans were expensive to employers mainly because they were having to insure for longevity risk among other factors getting back to sources of guaranteed income the only other vehicle to get a guaranteed income stream for life is an annuity whenever we're helping a client plan for retirement we like to see the essential expenses such as health care food, clothing, shelter, and whatever else they deem essential, covered by guaranteed income streams for life, and perhaps use other investments that fluctuate to fund non-essential expenses such as travel or luxury purchases.
0: Yeah, Gretchen, longevity is a common topic that we use to address in our Key for Women programming. We know that there is a higher need for women to master their financial acumen to ensure that they have a plan for retirement along with caregiving and family obligations. So you mentioned healthcare care is one of the essential expenses that needs to be addressed in your planning. I can imagine another real real variable for retirement planning and similar to re- investment returns and inflation, you have to plan for the best and worst-case scenarios. What do our listeners need to consider when addressing their health care plans?
1: Healthcare risk and long-term care risk need to definitely be addressed. And as I mentioned, the rising cost of health care and long-term care costs are inflating at more than twice the rate of standard inflation. And unfortunately, healthcare expenses don't stop at any point in time, and they typically become more expensive as you age. And unfortunately, healthcare is not an optional cost. It's it's pretty mandatory for most. To put rising healthcare costs into perspective for individuals, spending on healthcare was about $10,739 per person in 2017. This is up from $355 per person in 1970. And according to the Fidelity retiree Healthcare cost estimate, an average retired couple aged 65 in 2019 may need approximately 285000 saved after tax to cover health care expenses in retirement. Of course, the amount you'll need will depend on when and where you retire, how healthy you are, and how long you live. Keep in mind this number does not include long-term care costs. So that's just health, health cost spending alone. So how do we plan for this health care expense? As Tina mentioned, one idea is if you're still working and your employer offers a high deductible health plan, consider enrolling and contributing to a health savings account. A health savings account can help you save tax efficiently for health care costs and retirement. You can save pre-tax dollars and possibly even collect employer contributions, which have the potential to grow if and be in withdrawn tax-free for federal and state purposes if you use for qualified medical expenses. Once you're enrolled in Medicare, you can no longer contribute to an HSA, so you want to take advantage of maxing out contributions every year prior to age 65 or or otherwise when you start Medicare. One thing to keep in mind with the HSA is that you can use it to pay for long-term care premiums. Speaking of long-term care costs, the risk of having a long-term care event is quite high. The AARP Public Policy Institute reports that 70% of adults turning 65 years old will have the need for long-term care services at some point in their post-retirement lives. We just focus on women, 58% of women will experience a long-term care event. Also, studies show that on average, a long-term care event happens to individuals at age 80, and we know that these long-term care events last approximately two to three years. Most people would prefer if they were living in a nursing home that they have a private room. So we took a look at the average, and those are averaging about $102,000 a year. This expense is increasing on an average basis of about 4.5%. So that $102,000 nursing home expense is on the low side. The reason for that is it's a national number. If you take a look at somewhere such as the Northeast, where we have New York City and other high-cost areas, the average for a private nursing home room is about $161,000 for a year. When we're doing financial plans for clients, we in inflate this number to what long-term care is projected to cost at age 80. As an example, for a 65-year-old today looking for care in a private nursing home room at age 80, factoring in the long-term care inflation, the national average goes from 102000 today to over 200000 annual cost in 15 years. Keep in mind there may be insurance products available to insure for some or all of this long-term care risk. It's best to speak to your advisor about options that are available to you. Individuals require early planning and an understanding of their preferences and their goals so that they can protect their retirement assets and wealth. Both health care and long-term expenses can significantly impact your retirement plan and are considered high risk.
0: So Gretchen, the cost of long-term care and the implications that it can have on your life savings, especially when you don't plan, can be absolutely staggering. Ladies, thanks again for joining me today. And before we go,
2: Tina, are there any other last thoughts for our listeners? Well, as a final thought, I would say that when planning to mitigate risks in retirement, there are things that you can control, like how much you save and how much you withdraw. And then there are those things that you can have no control over. So we discussed a few of these, like investment risk, inflation, tax law changes, rising health care costs, and long-term care events. With the things that we cannot control, the best way to plan for them is to stress test your plan. So look at what-if scenarios for bad investment returns, higher tax rates, or higher inflation rates, and see if your plan can still withstand those events. But if not, work with your advisor to build in some protection against the unknown. Thanks, Tina. Gretchen, how about you?
1: We talked about some scary statistics today, but it's important to know that there are a variety of strategies available to mitigate some of these risks. You don't have to be unprepared and surprised if you plan on having retirements that last 30 and 40 years.
0: Ladies, thank you again for joining me today. You've given our listeners a lot to think about, and I encourage all of you to take action today to mitigate the risks that can impact the savings you've worked a lifetime to accrue. Thank you for listening to Women on Wednesday please be sure to subscribe, like, and follow. Also, feel free to comment. We'd love to hear from you about topics that interest you or obstacles you face as a woman business owner for our future Women on Wednesday podcasts. Until next time, go out and own your day.